0: Following, following the following is a journey, into comic. journey into
1: comics, a journey into comics, journey into comics, journey into comics, journey into comics,
0: network, 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 network production. Production. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Pod Father Nate here. You are listening to the Journey into Comics Network Best of the Week Highlights Show. This has got highlights from all shows across the network this week. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. And here are we.
2: Go. Ladies
3: and
4: gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics.
0: Walk Among Us performed over the weekend, and we played this cool thing in Mulberry called Shakedown Fest. Now, in at the Shakedown Fest, it was pretty nifty because we uh, we'd never played there before, and we really wanted to be a part of this event. And to finally get asked to be a part of this event this year was pretty huge. They also were like, hey, you can kind of pick when you want to play. And it was like, oh, that's cool. So we were like, maybe 8 o'clock is a cool, like, spot. People will just be getting there. Now, what we didn't know was going to transpire, of course, on Friday, it decided to monsoon. So we're sitting there, and it's just pouring like crazy, and everything is going crazy with the with the rain on our drive down there and whatnot. And we're like, fuck, this is going to probably be, like, a, a maybe not-so-great turnout, you know? So, luckily, actually, the turnout was fantastic. Uh, we got to play second. The sluts played first. Um, they they aren't actual sluts. They're all dudes. So, I mean, I guess dudes can be sluts. You know, uh, anybody could be a slut, really, you know? Uh, and you could be a slut, too. But uh, they played, and it was, it was a cool set, you know? Really get into their music. They play a lot of different weird styles. They go a little ska sometimes and some other stuff and whatnot. So uh we're sitting there and we it's it's almost time to go and I'm like, uh I don't I don't know how many mic inputs they have. So I'm like thinking about it and I just realized you guys on the live feed can't even hear me talking. So now if you're joining the live feed, you can finally hear me speaking. You're probably like, Nate, we can't fucking hear you. What's going on? Well, I fixed it now. I totally forgot to turn my audio on on that part. So if you're watching on the live stream, you're probably wondering why. I'm not talking, but now I'm talking, so hopefully you're enjoying it. So anyways, Walk Among Us is about to perform, and I'm like, hey, I think one, two, three. I don't think there's very many mic inputs. Like, there's only four, so we need at least five, you know? And I was like, holy shit, like, hopefully this can can work, you know? So we get up on stage. We start, like, putting shit together and getting our stuff up there and it's definitely only four channel board. We need five channels because there's three vocals and and the two direct boxes for Sarah and Veronica's pianos. So I'm like,
2: oh fuck,
0: like I'm probably not gonna sing tonight, whatever, you know, like it's fine, I'm I'm not even upset about it. So we get set up, we get our levels set, and it's go time, and we get going, we get into our set, it was a lot of fun. We opened with Where Eagles Dare, it's one of my favorites to play, Uh, It's just really energetic, kicks the door down, screaming that I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch, Uh, which is true. We are not goddamn sons of bitches. So uh, yeah, the set was a lot of fun, and it was cool to interact with all the different people and whatnot, and the environment there was just so relaxed. It was very like, hey, you're an artist. We're an artist, too. Like, let's enjoy it and, you know, enjoy it together, as it were. So anyways, uh, we get done with the show, and we load out Another band's going to load in, and we're slowly tearing down, and we're talking to people, and I look, yet again, live streamers, here you go, it's proof in the pudding, I don't know if you can see it very well, but that's the the band-aid, because I blew another hole, there's the, the hole from last week, can you fucking see it? Live stream, I don't think they can see it. I I have this weird light and I'm just trying to like get an early live stream set up. I don't even know if this is gonna be something I do more than once, folks. So if you're enjoying the live stream somewhere down below, be like, hey, I really fucking enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun to listen to. And podcast people, if you're listening and you enjoy the podcast today, let me know. Cause this is a totally different thing. Like I'm kind of in two worlds here. I'm I'm live streaming in front of me, I'm recording behind me, I'm in my kitchen my nice new kitchen with the cool setup and stuff. So anyways, uh, you know, we get done playing. People are talking to us, and it was really cool, and it was really nice to hear all the cool comments, and it's always very humbling. Uh, I got to talk with Dick and Miranda. It was cool to talk to Dick. He was actually and that's rewind to Thursday, because I'll be able to tell this before he will, actually. So Thursday, going backwards in time, I'm sitting at the house, or no, it was, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. See, I have time travel even further. So last Wednesday, right, we are uh, sitting at the house, and I get a text from Dick, and he's like, hey, man, I might come stay with your, at your place tonight because uh, I'm going to go see this show up in the city, and it's probably going to get late, and I've been up for work since 5 a.m., which is 4 a.m. our time. And he's like, I don't want to die. I would rather live and sleep on your couch than die. I was like, I totally appreciate that. So yes, anytime that Dick needs a place to stay or any of the people that I am I closely work with, I'm always like, you definitely, no questions asked, have a place to stay. So he's like, I'll just, I'll let you know, it, it, depending on if Nick shows up or gets to go to the show or whatever. So I don't really know the ins and outs of all that, but Dick ends up texting me, he's like, hey... I'm definitely staying over tonight. I'll be seeing you guys later. I'll text you when I'm on my way. Cool. So, we're sitting around, hanging out and whatnot, watching Thor the Dark World and Iron Man 3. And uh, we had ordered some dominoes and went and got dominoes and came back. And we're watching the movies and whatnot. Dick texts us. Hey, I'm almost, I'm on my way. All right, cool. So, I'm anticipating his arrival at some point in the very near future. And, uh... He he texts me again. He's like, hey, man, uh, I'm on my way, but I need motherfucking Domino's. I was like, cool, man, stop by the Domino's. It's like right down the street from my place. Get yourself some food and then come back. It's cool. So he texts me or not, never mind, and a picture because apparently Domino's was closed. Well, the carryout was closed, right? So he interacts with some dude who's like, yeah, man, our carryout's closed, but... Our uh, our delivery's good till midnight, so I text Dick. I'm like, dude, here's my address. Just have the fucking pizza delivered to my address. Come here now, and he did, and it was great. And we kind of all were like, man, I wonder, like, shit, dude, I he could have just like had it delivered to the McDonald's next door. And literally got his pizza in like eight and a half minutes. You know, like, hey, I'm in the McDonald's parking lot next door. Can you just deliver this to my car? Like, I'm at an address, you know. I mean, they do the fucking hot spot now, right, Domino's? So anyways, dick came over and he was here. And we ended up talking for like six fucking hours. It was an amazing conversation. It was kind of sad that it wasn't a podcast, but at the same time, I love that there are these cool little conversations that get had in between the shows, in between the lines that you guys don't get to hear and experience. And those are, you know, um, moments that are near and dear to my heart. Dick and I got to talk and 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 discuss all the stuff that had been going on as of late in life and it was you know it was good to just chat with him it really was it was it was nothing but uh great conversation about all kinds of different things so dick stayed and then the next day he got up and i got up and then we went in the kitchen where i'm standing now sitting now and he's sitting like right there next to me and we recorded a little miniature podcast that you guys are going to be hearing in the near future i'm not going to spoil that announcement and uh it was a great thing. He's like, let's do 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, cool. 15 minutes. Good. Great. Glad. We definitely went 45 fucking minutes because we like to talk, you know? So uh ultimately Dick had to go home. And then it's like my brain starts ticking for the show and everything else to come. We had some network drama that happened. It wasn't really drama. I guess that's a poor word, but I feel like it's I feel like it's drama because it's like oh, that shitty thing happened, like, but we keep moving on because it's it's not the end of the world, it's not a dramatic moment when stuff like this happens, and it's it's kind of cool to be able to, like, give you guys some of the network behind the scenes here now on the live stream as well as those of you who are listening at home. So, ultimately, uh, Thursday rolls around, I text Chris Plant, I'm like, hey, bud, uh, kids for sale, you guys got it? And he's like, I don't have it, travesty has hit Uh, our computer crashed midway through our podcast and Ashley has to go to bed. What do you want me to do? And I was like, well, first of all, I'm so sorry, you know, that that happened. It's a fucking terrible thing to lose a podcast at all. You know, you get into a really nice flow in a conversation and you're feeling something very special. And then boom, something stupid happens. The record button doesn't whatever and blah, blah, blah. So Chris is just like, "Ah," you know, like, I don't know what to do, man. And I was like, here, just take a, first of all, take a deep breath. It's all going to be okay. Like this is not the end of the world. I know we do release shows at midnight on the button, typically speaking on the network, but sometimes stuff happens. And if it has to go up late, as long as it hits on the same day, we don't really care. You know, it's like things happen. So Chris is like a hero and he pulls a, he pulls a classic Nader AP as it were, and goes solo mode and uh, did a really cool podcast. uh, Episode eight of Kids for Sale was called Quality Time with Dad. So, and he, and he, you know, he, he was finding himself and learning the, the weirdness of just talking essentially to yourself. But I feel like right now I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to you, the, the viewer now watching the live stream or those of you who are listening at home, as I keep saying, cause I'm just making sure to interact with all the audiences that may be on here. And it's like, I haven't even checked the live stream over here. We've got a couple people watching. So thank you guys for checking us out. That's really groovy. Um, so back to it. Let's go into So Thursday that happened and then <clears throat> Friday we did the show. We had to drive back and it was arduous and the three of us in the truck, it's just so fucking tightly packed and you know, it's like we love each other. We're all best friends, you know, but sometimes sitting essentially sitting uh, crunched up against each other for 2 hours in a truck is not the best way to spend our time together. So it does get a little time-to-time heated and whatnot, and I, I, it is it is frustrating because it, it definitely uh, creates unnecessary tension sometimes. So we're looking to uh, remedy the situation with our vehicle right now and get something better for a Walk Among Us. Uh, but you guys aren't here just for Walk Among Us talk. We're not going to just talk among you today. We've actually got some pretty cool stuff for you. And now let me tell you, Today, I've got something planned, maybe a little bit different. I hope you guys who are watching on the live stream, I hope this comes through as I'm planning it to anyways. I've got this new thing that Dick set me up with called Streamlabs, and I've kind of got this set up planned so that I can not only talk about the things that I wanted to talk about today which is a lot of Captain Marvel news and some other stuff and not the whole sh- the whole show is not going to be like this but uh and we might not actually even start there I just wanted to make you guys who are on the live stream aware that there's going to be some neat stuff because while I'm talking about whatever the fuck it is that I am reviewing or looking at or or dissecting for the first time I'm going to definitely be putting them up on the screen. So if you're watching it, you're going to actually get to see what the fuck I'm talking about and go, "Oh, that's that's really radical and really cool." Speaking of radical and cool, here's something neat. Apparently, Kevin Smith said Journey into Comics on his podcast this week, so we'll see what that's about. AP is supposed to be hitting me back with some audio evidence of that. Maybe we'll turn that into an interesting little bumper. Who knows? I don't. Man, you know, I don't know. It'll be. It it depends on how cool it sounds and and what exactly was said. Maybe he referenced our show. I don't know. Ah, there's. ah, That's. I feel like that's so far away that I feel like I can cheat this a little bit and I can tell you guys the story here and then double back and tell you again when you're listening to Journey into Wrestling next Sunday because that's an announcement starting next Sunday. uh, The no, no, it would be two Sundays from when i'm recording this technically speaking so the 23rd uh, journey into wrestling will drop on the 23rd and that is going to be an official shift okay for journey into wrestling we're moving that show to sunday because foodies watching movies is coming back and we got to keep our fucking foodies watching movies wednesdays man Uh, So it'll be foodies watching movies in tandem with Adulting Ain't Easy. As they finish out their first season here, they've only got a few months left to go. So uh, it'll be really exciting to see whatever they bring to the fold. So ultimately, you know, uh, everything's been cool with the network and the change. But uh, there's some really neat stuff that happened. So I made this design for All In 2 because All In was this wrestling event that happened. And it was like... Oh, so fucking amazing, right? The first independent wrestling promotion to sell on a 10,000-seat arena, uh, and they did it in, like, 29 minutes and 34 seconds or some shit like that, right? And here's the crazy thing about that is that they said they were going to do it, and they did it with the power that they have, and they don't have the WWE backing them, right? So I really extra champion these guys because they're, like, very much like me. I don't have anybody, you know, that's on my side. I'm not the nerdist. I'm fucking Nate Phillips. That's as far as it goes. You're listening to Poor Entertainment! With your host, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, Andrew
5: Poor. Mark Ruffalo, and his role in Avengers 4. So Mark Ruffalo confirms the real reason Hulk wouldn't come out in Infinity War. For those of you who did see Infinity War, which, it made billions of dollars, so I'm sure some of you saw it. Um, so Avengers uh, star Mark Ruffalo has spoken further about why Bruce Banner couldn't become a Hulk in Infinity War. The actor revealed that the plot point actually dates right back to a discussion he had with Joss Whedon when filming Avengers Age of Ultron, and it's the fact that Hulk actively fears Banner. We went back and forth a lot on how to end the movie with Banner, and do we repeat the Hulk coming at the last minute or we try something new, he told the Marvelist podcast. And I think at this point we're all thirsting to have Banner be his own hero for once, he added. There's a conflict between, brewing between Banner and the Hulk that's going on since the beginning, and it all came out as the question that Josh Whedon asked me when Hulk gets the fairy dust from Scarlet Witch sprinkled on him in Avengers 2. Josh asks, what is the Hulk afraid of? And those are a hard thing for me to answer, because what's the strongest, fiercest thing in the universe afraid of? What could he possibly... And then I realized it's Banner. The only thing Hulk is afraid of is Banner. And so that became something we've been rifting on since Avengers 2. We played a lot with it in uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok and continue to be teased out in Infinity War 1 and Infinity War 2. An interesting teaser at the end, There, there is an issue that will continue to be prominent in as, as we get untitled Avengers 4 due out next year. And in the same interview, Ruffalo also answered a question about the future of the character in the next movie. Uh, I can't really talk about it, what I want, because I have had so much a hand in where it's going, my own little hand, he admitted. But I will say that I want to see this... Uh, Banner vs. Hulk conflict carried out and see where that takes us and sees can they uh, come to terms with it. Do they get a moment? I always thought it would be great to see them in some sort of subspace where they had to battle out with Banner's brains as some sort of his own superpower, like psych weaponry against Hulk's brute strength and have these two characters battle it out. I always thought that would be the ultimate comic book ending or something. Opening to these characters, Avengers 4 is complete some additional uh, scenes this autumn after initially wrapping last year. The movie will be preceded by the 1990s set Captain Marvel movie, fronted by Brie Larson, that comes out in March. So, yeah, there's a little bit more tidbits for those of you who really like the Avengers series, and I'm one of them, so that's always fun. And there's just a little bit more to talk about here, and that one of those involves a band that most of you know, and that is Paramore. And they actually announced that they will no longer play Misery Business live in concert. For those of you who don't really know, I think Misery Business is probably their most well-known and popular song. They played it every show. It's kind of like their big closing number. I saw them in concert a couple years back, and yeah, definitely it was a song that everyone knew. The words to everyone stood up, and yeah, big to-do about the song. So it became the end of an era. So when Paramores performed at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium Friday, frontwoman Haley Williams announced that the band would be playing its earliest hit, Misery Business, for the final time. "'Tonight we're playing the song for the last time, for a really long time. "'The stories that we have made, because we feel that we should. "'We feel like it's time to move away from it for a little while,' she said, "'appearing slightly nervous. "'This is happening, we're going to play it.' "'Before launching into the song, William said, "'This is to every bad decision that led us here. "'This is to all the embarrassing things we might have said, "'but we owned up to it, and we grew. "'Over time, the band has received criticism for this particular particular lyric. 2nd chances, they don't even matter, people never change. "'Once a whore, you're nothing more. I'm sorry, that will never change.' In 2015, Williams distanced herself from the song on Tumblr. Misery business is not instead of lyrics that I relate to as a 26-year-old woman. I haven't related to it in a very long time. These words were written when I was 17, admittedly from a very narrow-minded perspective. It wasn't really meant to be a big philosophical statement about anything, she wrote. It was quite literally a page in my diary about a single moment I experienced as a high schooler. Williams did not sing the offending lyrics on the last night of the band's After Laughter tour. Last year, in celebration of its 10th anniversary of the band's hit album, Riot, William addressed the backlash to the song. The thing that annoyed me was I had already done so much soul-searching about it, years before anyone else had decided that there was an issue. When the article began circulating, I sort of had to go and rehash everything in front of everybody. It was important, however, for me to show humility in that moment, she told Track 7. I was a 17-year-old kid when I wrote the lyrics in question, and it can somehow exemplify what it means to grow up, get information, and become any shade of woke then that's a okay with me. The problem with the lyrics is not that I had an issue with someone I went to school with, that's just high school and friendships and breakups. It's the way I tried to call out her using words that didn't belong in the conversation. It's the fact that the story was set up inside the context of a competition that didn't exist over some fantasy romance, William said, adding. What I couldn't have known at the time was that I was feeding into a lie that I'd bought into. Just like so many other teenagers and many adults before me. The whole, it's not like the other girl's thing, that's cool girl religion, what even is that? Were the gatekeepers of cool anyway. Are they all mean? Are they women who that we've put on top of unreachable pedestal? As you briefly explained on Tumblr, she's not ashamed of the lyric, and as Williams later told Track 7, for whatever reason, I believed it was supposed to have written those backward words and I was supposed to learn something from them years later. Be more compassionate towards other women who may have social anxieties and towards younger girls who are at the very moment learning to cope, to relate, and to connect. We're all just trying our and it's a lot easier when we have something... We have support and community with each other. Williams added, vulnerability helps lead the foundation for all that. Hey, a lot of good statements tonight on the poor entertainment. And now kind of going into everyone's favorite form of entertainment, whether you think it's entertainment or not, and that is football. Now, I know some of you are like, during the Comics Network, sports, what are you doing here? So, football season started last, uh, a couple days ago. Uh, it's been in... They've been playing preseason games for a bit, but Thursday night, this past Thursday night, kicked off the kicked off football season for a lot of people, and for those of you who play fantasy football like myself, it involves drafting and picking a lineup and getting all everything ready to those matchups that you have on the weekends. And for those of you, some of your high hopes of players you picked got dashed when they either got injured or they didn't do as well as you'd hoped, or if you didn't have Tom Brady or... Mike Evans or whatever in your lineup, you kind of just screwed from there. So, I want to go over some kind of some key takeaways from uh, the opening Sunday in the NFL. So, this is from the, the Washington Post, and that is uh, six big takeaways from a thrilling opening Sunday in the NFL. So, Wayne Roger exit the field on a cart, and when he returned, he could bear weight only on his right knee. But that was not a problem for him. Rogers is not bound by the same physical restrictions as the rest of the team. He can control an NFL game with glancing eyes and shuffling feet. He has his passes half the length of the football field with a liquescent Lic- snap of his right wrist when he needs a second leg when he can levitate. Rogers hovered over the start of the NFL season Sunday night, first with a disquieting sight of his grabbing his left knee and hitching a right into the tunnel, and then with a debatable return, finally with pure magic. Rogers led the Green Bay Packers back from a 20-0 deficit in the third corner while hobbling. He was over 273 yards and three touchdowns on one leg in the second half, competing the comeback in a 24-23 victory of the Chicago Bears when Randall Kopp snared one of his darts and zoomed 75 yards for a touchdown. I just had a feeling, Roger said after the game in his on-field interview with NBC, it was not universally shared when Rogers emerged for the second, his presence seemed like an unnecessary risk. The Bears saw me in the first half, with Cleo Mack leading a ferocious pass rush mere days after he dropped from the sky into their fortunate hands. Rodgers' preservation felt far more important than whatever might have happened Sunday night. Last year, the NFL was diminished when he missed half the season with a separated shoulder. Playing on a bum knee with Mack and the rest of the Bears on rushing, Rodgers invited the possibility it could happen again. But by playing, Rodgers offered a reminder of what it would have been so terribly to see him get injured again. No player is more exhilarating than the touchdown throw he made to Geronimo Allison. The most important pass to Green Bay's comeback was a marvel. Rodgers stood on the left hash mark, calm in a chaotic pocket, tottering left and right, just enough to keep Chicago's rush off balance. With only his back leg to support, his arm launched a rock the pass traveled 50 yards to the field, about 30 across, landing softly in Allison's arms in the middle of the end zone. That one throw brought the Packers back. Rogers completed the comeback with a short pass, but one that still revealed his brilliance. Even without being able to move fast, Rogers could manipulate Chicago's defense with subtle glances and shifts in his balance. He skipped to right, then back to his left, scanning the field until he flipped the ball to Cobb over the middle. One safety had vacated the middle of the field, and the other, a Jackson, had been enticed to step up in front of Cobb. When Jackson's lunge missed the ball, Cobb turned away and saw only Green. Let it be said, the Bears blew it. They led 20-0, and then their offense grinded to a halt. A more granular level, they had concrete chances to steal what would have been a statement. With just less than three minutes left, the Packers had exhausted all of their timeouts, and the Bears faced third and one inside Green Bay's 20. At first down, the trial could have just melt the game away. One yard was all it needed. The Bears couldn't do it. Mitchell Dubuski dropped back to pass and found nobody open. Rodgers also received a bail at his first pass of the winning drive. Two plays before the strike. Two cobs sailed directly at cornerback Kyle Fuller. The ball hit Fuller in the stomach. A victory in his grasp. And somehow he still dropped it. Rodgers had an opening and that's all he needed. Rodgers may, may not be the best quarterback of his era, but he's arguably the most singular Possession of the most athletic genius of any of them, Rodgers had completed multiple Hail Mary passes. His sheer talent for throwing the ball is unsurpassed. Sunday night, it was sickening to watch him leave the field, and a little scary to watch him come back. Then reminded everyone why we watch at all. Definitely written by someone who's a Packers fan, but I did see bits and pieces of that game, and I kept up with it through the uh, NFL and ESPN app. It was kind of impressive he'd come back and do all that. But as a Bears fan, I'm kind of like, ah, they should have won. It was looking so good for half the game. Like, oh, this is New Year. Um, picking up Cleo definitely is something that I think people need to be afraid of for the rest of the games this season. I think he's going to be a force in the defense. And, yeah, we'll have to see what comes that, um, if there's any residual injury from that. It would have been really unfortunate if on the first game out, if, like, Rodgers broke his leg and was out for weeks while it was recouped or if he did something else to himself, but... As a Bears fan, that might have been the worst thing ever. But moving on from that to a couple of the big news and that there's a lot more text here than I thought there were going to be. Um Well, I guess maybe it's just that one. So I'll go I'll run through it really quick. So uh Ryan Fitzpatrick had a phenomenal game for the uh for the Bucks and Jamie Winston may be done as the team's quarterback. Since the St. Louis Rams drafted Ryan Fitzpatrick in the seventh round of uh, wait a second, let's double-check the fact. Harvard, he had enjoyed and endured the strangest quarterback odyssey of his generation. He had started 120 games, he had won 48 of those, he had thrown 136 interceptions, 173 touchdowns, an average 6.7 yards per attempt, which are pitfall statistics. He also made more than $58 million, which is an inevitable total. He also never appeared in the playoffs. He's on his seventh team. A beard colonized his face a few years back, and he can't get rid of it. It's a lot to fit into 13 years. Sunday experienced his very best day of those 13 years. Fitzpatrick found himself starting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the same reason he found himself starting at any other juncture. Something happened to the regular starting quarterback, Jameis Winston, was beginning his three-game suspension under the NFL's personal conduct policy for allegedly groping being an Uber driver. Weird. Uh, Fitzpatrick's presence was one reason Tampa Bay was the biggest underdog of the week in Vegas, getting nine and a half points from the Saints playing in New Orleans. Lenford Patrick did that. He started with a bomb to Deshaun Jackson and didn't stop heaving. He passed for 417 yards and 4 touchdowns while rushing for 36 yards another score. He outdueled Drew Brees in New Orleans at Tampa Bay 1, 48-40, spoiling the opening week and a million survivor pool entries for a popular Super Bowl pick. Uh, the one thing Fitzpatrick has always been able to do is wing the ball downfield without fear and with adequate accuracy. There's a perfect attribute for a quarterback who can throw it at Jackson and Mike Evans. As the Saints poured secondary enabled him to show, Fitzpatrick was a great fit with Tampa receivers. and That means Winston, the number one pick of the 2015 draft, may be done as a starter in Tampa Bay. Given Winston's unstudy performance and erratic off-field behavior, the Bucs have little incentive to anoint him the starter once his suspension ends if Petrachic plays anywhere near like he did Sunday over the next two weeks. Petrachic may be the best quarterback in Tampa, and that may be the strangest twist yet in his career. And Moving on, Buffalo looked like it was has no playoff shot and blowout loss to Ravens. What are the Bills doing? They traded Tyrod Taylor in the offseason, dealt A.J. McCarron late in training camp, and benched first-round pick Josh Allen for the purpose of handling their quarterback job to Nathan Peterman. Sorry. Uh, They seemed bizarre before Sunday. Peterman chucked five interceptions and one half in his debut last year before coach Sean McDermott benched Taylor for him in the middle of an impromptu playoff run. The entire world realized Peterman was not cut out for starting in the NFL, and the Bills remained unconvinced. After Sunday, the choice just seems dumb. In 47-3, drubbing in Baltimore, Peterman completed 5 of 18 attempts for 24 yards and 2 picks. In baseball terms, Peterman is the career minor league reliever who gets a cup of coffee in some desperate moment, gives up three earned runs without getting an out, and retires with an ERA of infinity. So the Bills made him their Week 1 starter. Remarkably, McDermott said he'd have to watch the film to get the full evaluation of Peterman's performance. By the end of the season, it will seem impossible that the Bills made the playoffs last season. It's possible the Bengals have the best team in the AFC North. As week one's overreactions go, this one feels reasonable. The Ravens were impressive, but that was against the Bills at home. The Steelers tied the Browns. The Browns are the Browns. The Bengals beat the Colts in the with a healthy Andrew Luck. The way they played is what makes the Bengals worthy of consideration. With second-year speedster John Ross healthy in the development of Tyler Boyd, the Bengals have one of the deepest tables of skill positions in the league. A.J. Green, Joe Mixon... Tyler Afert, Ross Boyd, that's a crew that can carry Andy Dalton in and Cincinnati's defense line. Starring Geno Atkins, is scary the Bengals are a playoff threat. And Joe Mixon definitely brought me big points in my fantasy league, so good for him. Uh, it may be a big year for rookie defense backs, San Diego safety Derwin James, a ridiculous versatile player at Florida State, who zipped in the draft after an injury spoiled his final college season, broke up a touchdown pass and record of sack on consecutive plays. Mike Hughes, a first-round corner, scored on a pick-six from Minnesota. Denzel Ward, the fourth overall pick, intercepted Ben Roethlisberger and kept up with Antonio Brown as well as possible. This doesn't count for Green Bay's Josh Jackson, who had a tremendous preseason, the best among any rookie defender, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, the NFC South may not be as good as we thought. The Saints' defense headlined a rough week in the NFC South, which looked like it was the toughest division in the NFL heading into the season. The Falcons laid a leg Thursday night, offering a repeat of their debilitating red zone issues from last season. The Panthers beat the Cowboys 16-8, but their offense was slowed down in Kuliski under new offensive coordinator Norv Turner. Tonight, Greg Olson, besieged by foot injuries for the better part of the past two seasons, suffered another Sunday and watched the end of the game on the sideline wearing a walking boot.
1: bye 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 or something by like instinct like there's no way i would just like pop up and be like oh yeah this is my jam like no no well,
5: no. i didn't i don't want to be like but there was other songs
1: like what name one
5: cha-cha slide
1: i don't like the cha-cha slide <laughs> no
5: but like there was i that don't was
1: know the, o- the only line dancing song if they would have done the cupid shuffle that's more modern like cha-cha slide is like i'm so done with it
5: Liz just is a little particular when it comes to dancing music.
1: I just can't dance. I'm a shoulder dancer, and that's so embarrassing.
5: Well, I told Liz she doesn't have no excuse to dance the whole time at her wedding.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna stand there. I'm I'm gonna
5: dance around you. Yeah. Lovely. I'll just drink a lot, it'll be fine.
1: No, you can't be too drunk.
5: I do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, but...
1: Whatever. Yeah,
5: so... But it was it was fine, and then Sunday we got to spend the whole day in DC. We didn't have to worry about
1: which was also freaking hot.
5: Oh yeah, it was awful. Like it was hot. It was packed. There was a lot of different people, a lot of different languages to kind of deal with. And but we managed to see
1: that makes you sound really insensitive. There's a lot of people in a lot of languages.
5: Well, know, like man. like it wasn't bad. Like it was just but there's a lot of a lot of different languages I heard in one day. Mm-hmm. like, it was fine, but it was just, like, a lot, like...
1: Very diverse. It and was a
5: very diverse
1: definitely set more, of tourists. Definitely more diverse than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was just gonna be a lot of, like, oh, a lot of families that are, like, American families, like, oh, we're gonna go and, like, visit our nat- national capital. Well, not exactly. I feel like there were a lot of people from different countries that decided to come as well. Right. Which, I'm. I mean, I guess it makes sense, like, if you're gonna be coming from a foreign country to visit america why not go to dc but right i mean i there's there's other places i would probably want to go that are a little more exciting but i mean dc was fun and it's good i feel like every true-blooded american should go there and see the sights and
5: yeah i think that i would
1: like to go back
5: there's still i did
1: not think i would be saying i would i thought I would be like my father and be like, alright, I saw what I needed to see and now I'm gonna go. Now I don't have to come back ever again. You
5: just gotta go wait in line for the Natural History Museum.
1: Oh my god, no! That was (laughs) such a long line and I'm not... For my first time being in D.C. I did not want to sit in line and wait. As much as I would have loved to see the Hope Diamond and all the fancy stuff that they have at the Natural History Museum and Air and Space and whatever... Those freaking lines were just so long, and I did not want to miss out on other things because I wanted to go see a couple exhibits.
5: Really, we just go to the Field Museum if we really want to see stuff like that. True. But, the
1: Field Museum is just lovely.
5: Yes, in Chicago, which mm-hmm. if you're not from around there, definitely check it out next time you're in the area. Definitely worth seeing at least once. But yes, but, So we went to the much shorter line that was also just as exciting, which was the line for the American History Museum. Or Museum of American History.
1: Yeah, I thought it was cool. We got to see a ton different stuff. Yeah, I really liked. I think it's a newer exhibit where they had all the first ladies' like dresses, like different ones. I think it was mostly like their inauguration night, and they had all the pretty dresses, and it was yeah. cool. And they,
5: yeah, I I found that pretty neat. And I also liked their um, the the one about um like the voting and election. So they had a bunch of. Campaign stuff and all the stuff for voting and things that people had, to their signs and buttons and very, flyers um, and some stuff. Some
1: of them were very weird. Like there was like that. I feel like they were like maybe like stuffed people dolls of certain people. Like, yeah, it was very creepy. Like I think there was one that was like Teddy Roosevelt. This was really weird. And I'm just like I would. I oh, don't the, know how there was these the
5: cigar and. and mm-hmm. But like and, it, and it's updated right. Really. Like they had stuff from the 2016 election with clinton and trump so they definitely keep that stuff updated like the same thing with the first lady thing like melania trump's uh her inauguration dress was on display there and they had videos of them dancing and her wearing it and stuff of like that so definitely interesting to have to see how quick the smithsonians able to update with recent changes in the world or with the u.s politic
1: the only thing that I was kind of sad that we didn't get to see, but I guess it makes sense, is that they're still working on the, I think their uh, entertainment section of um, the American History Museum, because, what was it, a couple years ago that you donated in your mom's name to the restoration of the ruby slippers from Wizard of Oz, because yeah. Andrew's mom is, like, obsessed.
5: Yeah, she's she's a big fan of the Wizard of Oz and everything, and, yeah, I saw they were doing a, it was a, was it a GoFundMe? I think it was a GoFundMe for so you could donate like x amount of dollars and they'll um you can get some stuff and like if you donate like a ton of money you get like your name on the exhibit once it was completed but like I had to see all the but now since I've done it I get a lot of emails and stuff about how the rest, restoration work is going and so it's kind of neat to see how much they're learning about these druids that they do deep analysis on but while Did they
1: also say that they found a second pair of ruby slippers? Yeah, that was
5: recent news in the last couple weeks. So, there was another museum somewhere around the Midwest, actually, I think. Maybe, out, maybe in... could even been in Kansas. I don't know. <laughs> but there was a museum that had a set of ruby slippers on display that were, like, on loan from someone who bought them years ago. Someone who paid a lot of money. And they... They got stolen and then have been disappeared for the last, like, 13 years. Then they just turned up by the FBI, and the FBI took them to the people of the Smithsonian as they've been working on those shoes for all this time and are, know every little detail just to make sure they're not fake. And actually, they learned some interesting stuff about them. They actually learned that the, the pair of ruby slippers that are at the Smithsonian now are not two of the same shoe. Like, you wouldn't wear those two shoes together. They're two ruby slippers that were used in the film, but they're not matching pairs but they found their those two shoes that they found from the other museum thing are the matching pairs like if you broke those up and switched them those would be the matching sets like they said like they're like 2c and 2ba or something or whatever however their numbering system was but they had one of one and one of like one left and one right of two different sets of shoes that were used in the film so now they do have two matching sets, which is kind of interesting. I'd never noticed that before. But, that was a neat little part of that exhibit, and it was nice that we were inside got to see a lot of stuff, and enjoyed the air conditioning. Because that see...
1: was the only place they hat. Ha- well, besides all the restaurants we went into, but...
5: And the gift shops at the mm-hmm. monuments. The gift mm-hmm. shops and the bathrooms. Also learned that I didn't really know this, is that every monument has kind of an inner exhibit that has, like, stuff about the exhibit and Random articles like... like, the
1: monument you mean? Yeah, the
5: monument. They have like little like... In the Lincoln Memorial... It's all usually right by the bathroom... Because all these exhibits at one point... Had to like redo their bathrooms... Because they didn't plan for the amount of... People coming to them so... Usually in the basements... Or in the weird side room of the monument... There's the bathrooms... And then there's like a miniature exhibit... Which has like stuff about how they made it... Pictures... stuff to talk about like the Lincoln Memorial... Once you're in the base there you can see um kind of the how the sculptor used like Lincoln's uh life mask and death mask and uh pictures and stuff to kind of sculpt the head and what they used for the rest of the of the memorial and how they had a bunch of different designs they wanted to use to kind of cap off between DC and the Potomac and all that and then same thing with like, the Jefferson Memorial and all that so that was probably pretty neat to see, because I didn't realize at the time, because I've only been to D.C. two other times, and when we did that, we didn't really do a ton of extra, we tried to see a lot in the time, and I really didn't remember it, so. Yeah, I feel like I'm just rambling, but uh, it was a neat little thing, and I think probably the best part of our D.C. trip was, even though we were, I was very stressed getting to that point, was probably our night tour that we did.
1: Yes, the capital... What did they call Was it D.C. on foot? The
5: Capitol Hill, Ghost, Capitol tour.
1: Hill go- Ghost Tour.
5: So we actually met on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. Like, in the back. Like, I didn't, like I never was that close to it. Like, in any trip I've ever been to D.C., I've never been that close to the Capitol. And I've only been, this was my third time in, like, 15 years. So, but we actually, were like, were on the grounds right there. And we had this tour. And we got to go pretty close to it. And actually close enough, you could see, like, the armed guards. Mm-hmm. Like a security. Cause secure... they got
1: quite a few security. Well, don't they call them like Capitol Police? And then they they're had, Capitol Police. Yeah. Like, and they're literally people police that are specific to the Capitol building. And I think they had the same thing for like the Library of Congress that they're just for the Library of Congress. And yeah, the same. I don't, you know, I don't there's... know about the Supreme Court building. They didn't say.
5: Yeah, the, there's Capitol Police, and then there's the D.C. Metro. So like, Capitol Police are strictly capitol hill related like they're on the grounds near the white house they're like the guy we saw when we were right for the white house who had the ak-47 the bulletproof vest and would shoot anyone if you crossed this barrier
1: yeah that freaked me out i did not like that that was probably the part of dc that i did not like was that the fact that these guards were carrying around these huge guns that i've never seen in person before in my life but, that freaked me out, but I understand. Right. That you live in a different age, and it's right and n- more necessary. It's I like guess. W-
5: it's like when we were talking to was it your grandparents, mm-hmm. how they were in D.C. They could walk.
1: They literally like they had daily tours at the White House. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go through hoops and you just walk up bounds. to it. And yeah, and then the president would just walk out randomly and say hello. Like my grandparents got to meet JFK because they were happened to be on a tour of the White House and. It was still acceptable for, like, the president... The president could be there while you were touring it. Right. And so he just kind of walked out and said hi to the tour and, like...
5: Like, and now we have to... And now
1: it's like you have to jump through hoops to call your senator six months in advance to schedule... Maybe. Maybe schedule a tour uh, at the White House, depending on if things, you know, if all the stars align and Mercury's not in retrograde, you can get in. (laughs) Yeah, it was, It's the same thing with the Capitol, too. I mean, you have to jump through all those hoops to even go on the inside, and then there's certain parts of the well, Capitol that even, like, congressmen that, and senators that have been there forever could not even get hey, you, a
5: tour of. No one can go inside the dome of the Capitol. The big thing, the most picturesque part, I actually got some really cool pictures of it that I'll probably on throw, the up, outside. That'll throw up on the socials. like, And you can't get... There are daily tours of, like, the Capitol Rotunda and stuff, but... They book up fast. Like, I should have planned ahead for that, because, yeah, there was no chance of us getting in there. Because they do, obviously, do short tours regularly, and then there's also, like, you can take the secret tunnel between the Capitol and the Library of Congress, which would have been fun to take, but that's... Yeah, but getting getting back to our tour, we kind of learned a lot of little things about... The Capitol didn't know about things deep underground there, how there's a bunch of storage levels down on that, and how...
1: Lots of ghost stuff. There's, like, a blood stain that's on, like, the steps on the house side of the For the battle. press, for the press area. Yeah, there's, like, this whole big story about... But,
5: it was a little embellished because, yes, there are blood stains on the steps, but I was, the way it was told it made it sound like there's was, like, a pool of blood stain on there, but it's actually just, like, a few spots that could they're be... they
1: bigger, so they're, like, if you think of, like... This sounds really gross. Like, if you think of someone getting literally shot in the chest and laying face down, or not face down, but, like, back down, and you see, like, the blood go, like, seeping so fast, like, no. It literally looked like someone maybe had a really bad nosebleed on there, and that was kind of it.
5: You know, like, they cut their arm. Like, it didn't look that bad. It was just little, it was, like, four random brown stains on the steps.
1: apparently the ghost. Keeps it from getting cleaned away. Because apparently they tried everything to get it But it's
5: probably... Going. But that's one thing I liked about the tour guide. It was like... She put logic to it and then the ghost and everything. It was like... Logically it could be that just a very porous marble and it's not going to come out. It's always going to be a hint of staying there. But we had to think it's ghosts.
6: hmm
5: And like learning about how... Um, that... Uh, the black cat in the capital that predicts uh, the, national oh, no. tragedy... Yeah... This black omen cat, like, if you see it... Like, cause I guess the whole story was...
1: No, it's... Well, it's a demon cat. Demon
5: cat. Like, the capital was at one point overrun with mice because of, like, any big wooden city, like, mice are gonna infest it or you are gonna have a rodent problem. So they decided to bring in cats and then... After that, then cats just kind of roamed D.C. for that. And I guess the story was this, uh, one black cat that people see at night and it usually comes within a few days of a national tragedy...
1: Well, and it's not just like any cat. It literally like according to some people, it's like it starts off like a normal cat and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it's like this monstrosity of like I I don't even know, like bigger than any big cat at a zoo or whatever and it's just like and then it jumps at you. It does it sees you as a target
5: and then it disappears and you don't see it. And then usually like a day or two later, some kind of national tragedy. I think it predicted the only
1: two things that it didn't predict, they said it was, like, not, it was not around during nine eleven and something else, and, but it's been pretty consistent. Yeah, like, it predicted, like, like the through different times. Didn't say, like, it predicted, period. like, the 08
5: stock market yeah, issue. the, the starts, Housing crash.
1: Yeah, the housing crash. We're gonna, We're fuck, gonna fuck, fuck the sodomites, sodomites, in, sodomites in the... the...
3: Oh, boy. How about the
6: pegging? Let's get (laughs) that. So back to masturbation. Can we
4: talk about rape again? Jesus. (laughs) At least with rape, we understood where I stand.
6: (laughs) Ew.
2: (laughs) You're
3: raping me. Touch his thigh.
6: I am not raping you. You're ruining my
2: life. <laughs> oh my god!
4: Do not. We are
6: not. You're doing stealing this. his
2: innocence. You just stole my innocence.
4: Good. I <laughs> didn't, I, want,
2: I didn't consent to that touch. I want to put my head in your butt. lap right you're now. You're hurting my innocence. You're hurting I want to blow butt. you live on podcast. Go ahead. We'll get banned from Facebook. All right. <laughs> but I hold power over you if you do. Hey, give me that blanket. We're doing this. <laughs> Fucking. Just put the pillowcase
4: on his head. Just smother me. Someone get a belt too.
2: <gasps> I got one. I'll take it off right now.
4: Hold me. I'll beat you to spank death. Me Grab daddy. me by the throat <laughs> when, I'm fit- when he's finishing in my mouth.
6: Did you just say spank me, daddy? Spank me, daddy. Spank me, daddy.
4: So,
3: Alex, uh. this is your first time on Podcast <laughs> What do you think so far? <laughs> what Glad- you I'm never this? coming back. A lot of
6: screaming. But you know, yeah. normally it's not entirely like it's this. Not no, I, I, I tune in all the time. Okay, yeah, you, 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 know that. you do. I I do. Yeah, you do.
2: I, mean, I, I
3: usually, usually don't watch masturbate
6: the, the yet. I normally what? I said, Tyler hasn't masturbated yet today. That's why I he's so angry. Up. Well, I
2: actually did jack Is up why you're today. so
6: mad? That's why he's no, I just, <laughs> He's backed
2: up. I'm he's not going to get wrapped up in it coming again. coming out but... of his ears. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking grew up in a home where, number one, I didn't have parents. And the parents that were supposed to be around were never around. And that has permanently fucked me up in the view of my world. I have a sister who was molested. I had to raise her during that time. And see what she went through. That's why I have the view that I do on people that get molested. If you're a fucking child molester, you should get fucking hung in the street and then lit on fire. So people know that they're gonna be held accountable if they do. But I'm fucked you're telling me that I'm the way that I was fucked up is not as fucked up as the way that someone else was fucked up. You're telling me that the way that I was fucked up doesn't matter in the grand scheme. And that is fucking asinine.
4: I have a point behind mine so do i i lived with a mom i live with a mother who was a mother of four of a mother of two my mom me and my sister my mom raised my aunt and my two uncles okay and when my mom was a child, guess what my mom was molested okay by my by knowing and willingly my grandma. Would invite her uncles over to fuck my mom.
2: Okay, these so are the we have stories, something in common.
4: These are the things that my mom told me, and these are things that I've swallowed over the years. This is why when I look at my my daughters, I would swear to God, if someone laid a hand on one of my fucking kids, I would rather go to jail and have you fucking kill me through the judicial system for a wrong for for being wrong in the eyes of the public, but justify it in my heart. Because I watch, I watch what my mom is. My mom has been 38 years, 38 years. My mother hasn't spoken to her own mom. I watched my mom talk to her mom last year for the first time. These are the words my mom said, hi, my grandma said, hi, that was it. Those are the only two words. Those two exchanged. So I feel very heavily on the fact of pedophilia or molestation or any of that, I do not feel, I justify it in my eyes, that you don't even deserve rehabilitation. Whether you send your dick to a 14-year-old girl, whether you send your dick to a 16-year-old girl, I don't care what the fucking state's laws are. So we agree on that. You.
2: We've we've moved on from that. We agree.
4: I understand where you're coming from. You, you, I was raised by a mother who I got lucky, made it through that traumatic ass shit and had me and my sister still. Okay. And I, I grew up through a childhood when I was a kid. I am not kidding when I say this. If I had milk, bologna, and I had fucking macaroni and cheese or bread in the house, we were fucking doing good. If I had fish sticks, dad went on a scratch off. Not to mean that jokingly, that's the truth. That's how I was raised. I had a sister. After my mom went through all that and still had us, my sister ended up getting cancer at four years old. Wiped my parents out completely. My mom and dad were 43 years old. No. Yeah, 44 years old before they bought their second house. Their first house got lost because my dad worked so fucking much to cover my sister's medical bills. He worked two jobs. So we have
2: an identical childhood.
4: my, my My mom would drive my dad to work in the morning pick him up at night to drive him home so my dad could sleep in the car my mom would feed him and my dad would go back to work so he could work double shifts back and forth that's how i was raised
2: so the only thing different about our childhoods is you had parents around and i didn't
4: no i had a mother i had a mother who was in college the entire time so she could get a better job so my dad didn't have to work too
2: yeah i didn't have any parents to do that so
4: i I get it i get it
2: so i but i also had the same shit with my sister
4: I get where you're coming from, but we need to move on from this.
3: <clears throat> Speaking of, we have comments. <laughs> uh, Mr. Clint Chase, former guest and possibly future guest, um, says, I raised three birds once in a nest. I mean, the mother did most of the work, but you still get the point.
2: No,
4: get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did I just turn back to? Richard tried to Break molest him. me. I, now I tried to molest him. I tried to I kiss him. I just ruined his life. I thought this was a bar.
6: There's <laughs> here. I was really confused.
3: Clint also says I came in at an awkward point. Slowly walks away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean we're just having a good conversation. I mean that's it's fucked up. It's, it's fucked up. Traumatic past leave it, you with. It, yeah, it, I mean it fucks. It but fucks let me ask you a question.
4: Up. Let me ask you a question, honestly, honestly, and to just bring a roundabout to this, so we can stop here. Watching what my parents went through. And knowing what you and your family has gone through, tell me that it has not given you a better future. Because I, I know that my mom and dad, even though through the hard times they went through, eventually my parents got their shit together. Because I watch it, I you have to understand, after my dad got done with my sister's leukemia, my dad became a drug addict. Straight up. Couldn't stay off the cocaine. Right. Couldn't stay off the marijuana. Couldn't stay off of anything. My mom left my dad. But, tell me... That does not make you a better dad than you ever could have been. No, 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 it does. Okay, exactly.
2: Because I told myself when I was about 10 years old, I will never, ever put my family through what I've been put through. Ever. Never, ever. Not even close.
4: That's all. That's all I want to know. That's the same thing. Look what I do, dude. I work fucking 70, 80 something hours a week at right. work. It's is how I am.
2: Yeah, it's that futon. It'll get you. <laughs> yeah, It's a podcast casting couch. It's, it's gassing dangerous.
6: Gassing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if only you knew. Is that what that smell is? <laughs> that's, it. that's just, Richard. That's, that's that's just oh, Richard. that's just Richard. Okay. It, it hasn't
3: been
4: used.
6: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, knew, it, I knew it smelled familiar. Cheesecake <laughs> does not smell good after a few it days, okay? familiar. Oh. Cheesecake I is see nasty. what she did there. <laughs> hey.
3: uh, I was going to say something. And you lost you're going to say a lot of things. Let's go. Richard, on. you have an Instagram now. I do.
2: He's had an Instagram. for a, a week? No, no, he's had it for.
4: Rolo a while. the
2: Destroyer. Like six months. <laughs> he's had it for a while. Like did you
4: see month. my recent post? Can you put it up there about me and my dad? He sends uh, me
2: fucking videos and shit all the time. And I don't you? ever watch them. Don't
4: fuck you. Did you see the picture of me and my dad? That was my dad's idea. No, I don't Two ever get on Two guys at Walmart?
2: I don't ever get on we fucking get Instagram. It's shitty social media. Hold
4: on. So I'm at Walmart the other day. All right. And my mom and dad came into town, and my dad and my mom, they're fucking, like, I love my parents, dude. They're fucking great. Like, when they come to town, or they come to see my kids, or me and my wife, they spoil the shit out of us. Took us a longhorn. Me and my dad joked, because the lady goes, oh, what brings you a longhorn? And I was like, well, I was like, honestly, my dad won 500 bucks on a scratch-off, and we just wanted to feel fancy. And the lady goes, oh, that's great. My dad goes, no, he's just kidding. He got out of prison yesterday. And that's the kind of relationship me and my dad had. I have
6: it. It says... This is the original comedian. I am so glad this man had sex with my mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was very yes. and he
4: picture. did. He did have sex with my mom, and for yeah, that he did. He did. I'm, he really did. He, he really fucked the shit of my mom. <laughs> it was a cocaine high that night, and he was like, "I don't know if I'm gonna come." Yes, I am eventually. You know? <laughs> like I love you, Dad. And you know, here's the thing. So my parents come to town, and I'm at Walmart with my mom and dad. This is the first oh. fucked up thing that happens. I was literally going to get toothpaste because I need toothpaste. I know this story. So this is true. <laughs> this is true as the fucking day as long. Oh, yeah, I know this one. I walk into the fucking thing and I'm like, do I want Crest or do I want fucking Colgate? I turned to the lady. I'm an Arm
2: and Hammer guy I myself. went
4: to the lady. I said, hey, what do you prefer? The lady looks at me. She has no goddamn teeth. So and I know I'm instantly her oh, oh, unbiased at this point. All right? so I'd go with the Colgate. And I'd be like, good thing they put you here. I see why you sell so much toothpaste.
6: no <laughs> <laughs> <We have laughs> teeth. I'm going to go with the other option.
4: <laughs> I also have to tell you about, I got sexually molested at Walmart the other day. That's by her. Story. No, not her. Oh. An old lady. Was this a woman
6: on February 13th. Head? That was your first Instagram post.
4: February 13th?
3: Yes. Oh, it yeah. took you this long to follow me? No, 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 oh, my no, no, God.
4: no, 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 February 13th and I stopped for a while because I didn't want all the notification things. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. Well, we've
7: asked our Social media is so bad, like
6: though. You. Anyway,
4: anyway, my dad, I'm standing there. My mom and dad are getting ready to check out. My dad's standing there in a unicorn hat. He's got one of those face masks, you know?
8: And you he's with like, it? get
4: over here. Get over here. I need your mom and you take a picture. So I get over there and he's like, put this on. I put it on and my mom's like she she's like takes a picture and my dad's like, Hey, hashtag that two horny guys at Walmart and I go, <laughs> Hashtag You don't you have mom search the internet and you don't even have a smartphone and He goes, I know what hashtags are And I was like <laughs> okay
7: <laughs>
4: So he sends his hashtag to my sister
8: <laughs> Oh my god He
4: sends it to my sister My my grandma And my <laughs> wife All at the same time He's like put everyone in it Hashtag two horny guys at Walmart And then my dad goes hey Is that how hashtags work? <laughs> <laughs> I said yes, yes. It's a very good hashtag. So yeah, so if, we, if you look at my Instagram page, and you see the two guys. The one guy in the Mac tool shirt is clearly my father. The that guy was- that's semi-attractive, and the other one is me.
3: Oh, I figured that was your dad. What's that? What what is your ha- what is what is your hashtag? What is
4: your Instagram again? Rolo the Destroyer. That's
3: underscore in between each letter. Yes. Or, or, each word right and the yes. fuck
4: the, the best part about my pick with him is his mask was all frumpy and looked old as shit <laughs> like an old unicorn Staggy and old. mine was like fresh like just came out the fucking you know placenta <laughs> like
2: Brad Pitt as a unicorn
4: oh god Brad Pitt was a unicorn you know what, what I don't want
5: do
4: oh I have rage just
6: oh. two horny guys at Walmart
4: <laughs> that's the other one there was another one where my dad was holding a hat I did not want to post that one and it was a cat, a black cat. And my dad said, just looking for some black pussy tonight. So <laughs> and you didn't I, want to post that. I, I, was just, I did need to post it, but I just don't want to seem racist. There was not enough cats in that you box to make us. it seem ethnicity friendly.
6: <laughs> Walmart has a God. lot of like... Full head mask. Yes, was like, weird. You know, shit. This is mine. Like me, me and T-Rex T-Rex Me one? and T-Rex. Yeah. It was actually in my trunk up until yesterday when I wore it into the office, and now it's sitting in my office on like a tripod thing that my boss got, and he put like a shirt over it. Oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's my assistant. It's fine. T-Rex.
3: <laughs> so yeah, if, if anybody wants to follow Richard, please on Instagram. follow me. And
6: now you're gonna get all the notifications. Oh, I just said it down. Damn, um, that's my
3: phone too. It's it's Rolo underscore the underscore destroyer. The Rolo the
4: destroyer. <gasps> I just,
6: I I just followed you. you. I was like, eh, why not?
4: Dude, she did. I oh did. my god, I we know. became friends.
6: Well, we already were friends on Facebook because you waved at me. So <laughs> <laughs> you waved
4: at me twice. I'm that so night. glad the beginning of the show didn't get awkward. I have no.
6: I, 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 filter, I, I, no I
4: would like to say to mention something because I have an autistic nephew. So, like, I'm not against people like learning disabilities at all. Trust me. I'm just glad the, the beginning of the show kind of like made me a little bit nervous. Like, I didn't smoke enough CBD oil before I got here. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell because my the arthritis is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Uh, Sometimes I hate you. Just sometimes. I always hate you.
3: Well, I wasn't
4: sleepy when I showed up either. So it's like... Dude, wait, I gotta gotta bring up a topic. So I'm just glad that it went the right route. I know,
6: like... I I don't really really get I know, like offended i, I know, just speak I know. my opinion and i do and i like that that's thank a good you. thing
4: that uh, an opinion thank you for being that way but well, you're welcome i have because got i've got to bring something I off. Try to speak
6: my, oh, all right on, so what on, the fuck is being offended at something accomplished it like accomplishes have nothing. a conversation it is, about it something it is you
2: giving power to that other person exactly and i'm not contr-
6: about to fucking do that
2: your head's way bigger than tyler me. Oh wow! It
6: just like sunk down over
2: oh, wow. your face. I, I feel like Nate Phillips right now. My hat
6: is <laughs> yes.
2: Co- my, my hat is <laughs> precisely. Covered, my hat is covering my eyebrows.
4: Tyler, Tyler. I got, you. I, I have got to bring something up that I really wanted to. Hold on, let, oh, let Miranda let's, talk let's, real let's, quick. I
6: want to talk.
4: Miranda wants
6: to say something. Tyler, you are one of those people that makes. You, so your opinion's a lot different than most people you generally go with. I guys. am the
2: unpopular you
6: opinion are, yeah, guy. Yeah, for sure. You are, and that's okay. I'm okay with people having their opinions. But you are one of those people that kind of make the other person who has the opposite opinion feel low. Like they have the wrong opinion. Good. You are. Like, you just
5: said. Be better.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <listen. laughs> I love you Tyler. Uh, i can argue a better with person. you. Be better. Like no, it, okay, no, no no, just you, listen. Saying, let let no, me no, finish. No, no. Let me finish. I was finish. talking.
2: I'll justify. Please let, let him let, finish.
3: Let her finish her, her he thought. He touches it better. What her, her thought? You
6: said that why argue with somebody who has the opposite opinion i did not say that i did not say any
2: of that why be offended by it? Why be offended no 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 you don't be offended offended about it you You should argue everything
3: yeah for sure
2: and we do there is nothing that you should not argue what's wrong with being childish i
9: like being childish before i go i just want to tell you you are fantastic never trust
0: a hug it's just a way to hide your face that's the exciting thing Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. Why are you pointing at
3: screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. Gallifrey!
10: Yes, this must be where I live.
0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Gallif Radio. It's episode three. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me, as always, my companions, Veronica. Welcome back.
8: How's it going? It's
0: good. How are you?
8: Oh, I'm good. A little tired. Been well, a busy day. A
0: little wiped from the week.
8: Yeah, it's been a long week.
0: It's been the longest week and I mean that because we're we're behind on this recording. Yes, um,
8: it has been a very long week. We apologize. But that. it is
0: still release day. We're still getting this out to you on Radio Friday. Also joining us today. Welcome back, Miss Sarah. How are you?
8: Yeah,
9: I'm here. Yeah, you are
0: here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here today. How's it going?
9: uh it's okay i'm busy playing piano all the time
0: you have the blue tardis uh cable on your mic oh on the mic it's it's uh She's it's like looking f- around. <laughs> it's, i did is, i looked at the floor it is the <laughs> freshly repaired mic cable dad just returned to us oh so i just well, want to thanks, be, like jubilizing. jim phillips yeah shout, shout out, it's out his to... birthday
1: oh that's right hey, it is his birthday. we said happy birthday first yeah we have to say yeah, it happy
0: birthday. yeah happy birthday so um All right. Well, girls, we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. As I said, we are running a little bit behind, so we're going to manically get through this one today. It might be a little shorter. Sounds good. Uh, Right out of the gate, we've got a bunch of news. I want your guys' reaction to the news. There's a lot of stuff we're going to kind of get into here. First and foremost, we officially know when we're getting our first episode of season 11 of Doctor Who, which means we also know how long we have to get you caught up.
8: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: the total is... We are literally looking at like three weeks from Sunday. Three weeks? Yeah. October 7th is the debut of Doctor Who season 11. Mm Mm-hmm.
8: Everything happens in October. I know. October is the best. It's also happening on a different day, right? Yeah.
0: You heard that right. I said Sunday. I didn't say Saturday. So for the first time in New Who history, it's a Sunday release. Which I think is going to give it some extra room to breathe. You know, they were competing with some other Saturday night primetime shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. So this will give them room to really kind of take over the BBC on Sunday.
8: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know what the ratings, like, you know, viewership ratings are like over there. I just know that in the U.S., usually when there's a show that is airing on a Saturday, it's a show that nobody watches you know, or like, mm. you know how they call it, like the Friday night time slot, like the the slot of death, because nobody's home on Friday and Saturday oh, nights yeah. to watch these shows. So, I mean, all of the really good TV that I've watched over the years has always been on a Sunday. So it makes perfect sense for me to for them to have this move. Mm.
0: So here's some numbers. This is from season 10 of Doctor Who. Uh, and these um, numbers are in the millions, so I'm just going to be breaking them down in smaller digits. I won't say million every time. Okay. So the pilot of the episode 10, or season 10, was uh, 6.68. Then the next episode was a 5.98, then a 5.61, 5.73. So it's in the fives. It dips all the way down to 4.82 and like towards the end of the series, and then picks back up to a 5.29 for the finale. Hmm. So
8: Well, yeah, the finales always get larger viewings, So it just seemed like ratings have been declining.
0: Yeah, and it seems like if they can increase those numbers from the 5 million to the, that upper 6 million, like, mm-hmm. you know, that first episode of this season, they were almost at um, a 7, easily. Mm. 7 million viewers, but they didn't quite of hit it. Of this
8: most recent season? Of,
0: of season 10, yeah.
8: Okay, well, I haven't watched that, so I have no opinion on that. Correct, Sorry. absolutely. Right, right. <laughs> I still have to catch up. I'm a little behind. How far behind am I? We just finished...
0: Season eight. Season eight. you're getting ready to start nine, and nine will move very fast. It is a much quicker season, and then 10, I also believe, is a much quicker season.
8: How many episodes per season of these? Uh,
0: well, twelve for the regular episodes plus your Christmas special, okay. meeting thirteen. So you have twenty six episodes. Well, to go. I
8: feel like that's doable before October, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. If we start, I don't know. I've got a really busy couple of weeks coming up. Yeah, I've got weddings and things. And yeah, stuff. my little sister's getting married. Crazy. Uh, we have a ton of shows for our band booked, and mm-hmm. got a lot of exciting things happening. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to have time to catch up on Doctor Who. <laughs> I
0: guess the nice thing is we can always take the laptop to the, um, to the wedding. And just, like, bring the hard drive and watch Doctor Who that way.
8: Yeah, like, I guess. I, I mean, mean, we'll be busy. Yeah. We'll be busy. But <laughs> we'll if be busy celebrating. But, you're right. You're
0: right. I mean, you know? when there's off time. Yeah, yeah. If there's off time. but I'll figure it
8: out. I'll figure it out.
0: So, yeah, it's cool to see Doctor Who back on Sundays. Now, I showed you guys this just a little bit ago before we got on air. But a former doctor has returned? What?
8: Yeah. I will mm-hmm. say watching it... It was like watching the ghost of Doctor Who. Oh, the the, the video Eccleston week. video. Yeah, Christopher yes. yeah. Eccleston. He was looking
9: like a ghoulish, dapper little, silver little fox. Ghoulish, yeah. Oh,
8: you think he was ghoulish? Little, I was like,
9: oh, he's aging bit. nicely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not a, not in a bad way, just in a. Yeah. I, I
0: couldn't uh, stop staring at the seed that was on his tooth and then on his lip for the entire video. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, it was driving me batshit crazy the entire video. I was like, oh my well,
8: god. Well, maybe we should explain what this video is. We haven't actually yeah. said what it was. We're gonna explain okay. it and
0: then we'll go ahead and play it. So. Um, Christopher Eccleston did a really beautiful thing, and for a couple Doctor Who fans who are getting married, uh, Blake and Liam, or Blaine, Blaine. and Liam, Blaine. Uh, he kind of came back into the character of Doctor Who, as it were.
8: For a video shout out.
0: And gave him a little message, and it's quite beautiful, and we are going to play that for you guys. You will be hearing it now. Uh, we'll briefly kind of talk over it a little bit as it's happening. I'll kind of describe. If you guys want to come around, you can. If not, I understand we've already watched it, but here we go. We're going to go ahead and play this video.
10: Well, you know, that's just typical, isn't it? Liam. Blaine, Liam. Blame. Blame's better, actually. Blame.
8: I have missed him. You
10: get married. You fall in love. You get married. You're really kinda happy. It's like Gordon Ramsay. And me, the doctor, who has saved the, the universe. It's the hair. You're not used to God seeing knows it, how many times.
8: spiked up. Doesn't yeah. get an invite. And it's all great. I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way,
9: I just mean, it in a Gordon Ramsay way. I don't well, know.
10: <laughs> thank you. Typical of you apes, isn't it? Really? Typical of you apes. My two hearts are beating as one for you both today.
8: Yeah, it's like a fucking video um, message from a ghost. Congratulations on your wedding day. Yeah. That's what I mean. That, I um, think I get the ghoul reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
9: That's
5: what I mean.
8: I won't be there in the blue box, but I will be there in spirit. He's in a lovely little garden. Yeah. I mean, Have it was sweet. Day. It was super Bye. nice.
9: Yeah.
8: Aw. Yeah, I missed him. Yeah. Now I just want to watch Rose. <laughs> well,
0: we can actually... This is kind of cool because we're following up on last episode where we talked a lot about Christopher Eccleston's one season as the Doctor.
8: Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's backing in Doctor Who in character ether. for the first time like ever. Yeah, since he left,
0: he actually recently did an interview and he opened up about his decision to leave Doctor Who, saying it was kind of tragic to me that I didn't play him for longer. He's a beautiful character, and I have a great deal of professional pride. And I had done, and had I done a second season, there would have been a marked improvement in my performance.
8: Hmm.
0: Um, He says Hmm. it's very important on a first series that you make a very informed and intelligent choice, even if it means breaking the budget. About getting the first director who was going to set the tone for the season, for the way the actors relate, that did not happen. Disaster. So he didn't really say why there was a disaster, but some people know there were some um, miscommunications problems. with the production company and Christopher Eccleston as the doctor. Disagreements on wardrobe, things like that. Huh. Uh, he'd had enough. He wanted to do it. I wanted to do it my way. They wanted something else. We were never going to compromise, so it was best to be straight about it and just go
8: damn bummer well,
0: and that whole thing that rift in that bridge burned kept him from being in the 50th and kept us having like this pure number of doctors you know god i was so Man.
8: disappointed i really yeah, wanted to see yeah, him in yeah. that i mean didn't you see his face or something
0: yeah because what they well they did two parts where you see his face the first time as there's a video playing lovely i'm like where the fuck am i hearing birds <laughs> it's on the video <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my okay. pay attention um, <laughs> So, uh, where was I at? Were we talking about Eccleston? Birds? No, it wasn't birds. birds. Oh, you were saying about (laughs) seeing his face on the 50th. Yeah. And you just beautifully segued me. So, thank you. We're going to talk about the 50th and then we'll keep going into that. So, uh, speaking of Christopher Eccleston and the 50th, right? Mm -hmm. So, you do see him twice. They use refound footage from the first season. Mm -hmm. Um, And from my next trick, which is in, in the Bad Wolf episode. When Mm -hmm. he, you know, and then um, they also do a shot where he's standing, but they actually had a different actor standing and they just CGI'd his face in place to look like he was standing there.
8: Did he have to give them permission to use his likeness or did they own the... Negative because the he
0: owns, the, they own the rights to that form of the doctor. So as long as he was portrayed as that form of the doctor...
8: Did he get any uh-huh. kind of royalty from that? I don't know.
0: I'm not actually sure how that works. That's tough. That's Interesting. tough. Interesting. But I mean, considering that cameo is with all the other doctors and it's only for like two tenths of a second in the final scene of the episode and then...
8: Okay, well, if you were him, wouldn't you be fucking infuriated if they used no, your because, face? No, because you know
0: what? They asked him first to be in it and he said no and that's why we got john hurt
8: Hmm. yeah i did know that
0: so he didn't want any part of it and he and john hurt was awesome as the war doctor and it was a cool little creating a new form of the doctor that's not really the doctor you know
9: Mm -hmm. isn't that kind of like asking without asking though like if you're like well, we got these versions of the doctor here, you know, of Christopher Eccleston. So, really, he's going to be in it whether he likes it or not.
2: But we'll ask him anyway, like, of, like courtesy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, well, they like, asked him as a place of like. I'm sure this is probably how the phone uh, conversation went down. Like maybe
8: they really wanted him to do it.
0: Absolutely. Well, they I'm sure they
8: did. Everybody said no, and they're did. like, Well, then
0: fuck this guy. The we'll p- do it anyway. The, well, right. <laughs> I'm guessing. It just
2: <laughs> seems like a lot. Of, there's a bit of fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs>
8: fuck this guy. Let's just do it anyway. <laughs>
0: when they yeah. rang, when they rang him, I'm guessing that the conversation went something like hey we really want you back for the 50th this is what we have to offer you it's just like rolling about how you had to deal with the time war and everything that went south with that you'll be working with billy piper again so you'll get some rose interaction but she won't really be rose blah blah blah, kind of giving a little loose synopsis of what their play was and he was probably like No, i'm not really interested in returning the role i've got other stuff coming up i'm in hollywood things are going down the pike for me so i can't really do that and they said okay well since we have you here just to let you know there are a couple scenes we do have planned for the Ninth Doctor that's just going to be brief. We're going to use your stuff, and this is how we intend on doing that. Just want to let you know. I'm sure they weren't not forthright with him about it. I mean, is that just
8: your opinion or your version of what happened that you hope happened, or is that what actually happened?
0: I'm saying the professionalism that I know that the BBC holds for anybody who's played the Doctor Like, I mean, even how shitty Tom Baker was after leaving Doctor (laughs) Who and how nice they still are to him to this day. So British. They got shit on by Tom Baker in a lot of ways. He was very, you know, like ran away from that role and and also couldn't escape that role all in the same token. It kind of brandished his career a little bit.
8: Do you think that happened to Christopher Eccleston?
0: Yes and no. I think he was already kind of on the way to being a made actor, regardless. Yeah, you know, but this was He's a the very major... talented actor. Yes. I really right. like him. And,
8: isn't he doing some like? New... Didn't he just do a movie? Weren't you telling me that he was just in a movie? Uh...
7: We were talking about Thor.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because he did Thor: The Dark World, and he didn't want to do was that. Malachith, or I and, don't want to do it. Or what was it? Like, wasn't a, that the he didn't makeup do condition? It. The, the, see, this is the difference between how Marvel and, I'm guessing, BC, <laughs> BBC works. So Marvel told Christopher Eccleston, look, we want you to be Malekith, the Dark Elf, for our Dark World story. There's... All CGI and no makeup involved. And he was like, Great, sign me up. And mm-hmm. he showed up day one, and they're like, You have 12 and a half hours of makeup.
2: <gasps> yes. He had so much makeup. It was all prosthetic. 100% and, like, prosthetic. I
0: mean, 100 makeup, back.
9: everything head to toe. Oh, he was so mad.
0: So that's why he will never return. And he barely
9: had like any lines. He just stands there in this makeup, just glaring. And then when he does. It's so terrible. And when, yeah.
0: he, when he does speak, he also speaks in the dark elf language. So it's all translated. So he's not even. Even speaking like yeah, human roles,
8: even speaking, any, wow! Any language, I mean, of... that's not the character you want to be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, that movie was bad. And check
0: this out. I'm going to tie it all back together.
8: I don't remember that character
0: because as <laughs> we were talking, was about, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the ninth doctor, and you were talking about him being in the fiftieth. It's time for brews with dudes.
9: ah juicy
11: this looks like a, a days on season
9: days on Saison. this days is our summer season. seasonal farmhouse ale uh dry hop with mandarina and mosaic hops Ooh. so very tropical again um like notes like citrus lemon pineapple grapefruity. um great for beer moses like i discovered this last year a little bit of oj in there on like a, you know 10 a.m in the morning when you're Watching the British Open or something for Sunday tomorrow. I was gonna, I was gonna hold <laughs> hold my tongue on mentioning
7: how I'm immediately against farmhouse ales. I don't know what it is about them. I need to look into it. Yeah, I don't know if it's the malts or the hops. Or I, I despise it. Everyone I've had, this is great. It's got a little
9: yeah, unique twist to it. Yeah, yeah. It's I, actually very
11: good. No, there. I read yes. the name and then I. So it's all dry hopped, and then I was like, "Ooh, yep. it's a dry hopped saison." And then as, as I felt the same with him when I saw Farmhouse Ale, I kind of I sank a little in bit in my seat.
9: Right. I don't, I don't For know. me, I had a bad experience as well with saisons in the past. Um, just too funky, like not my style of beer. Like, really got turned off. But then I tried a couple more, and we came up with this probably about th- three years ago, and this is definitely my favorite. I'm probably biased a little bit, but um, yeah, it's a unique twist on the saison. You're not getting this funky. It's more tropical and bright, which I really and like. It's much more palatable than right. Farmhouse. Yeah.
7: That I've had because most, some of them, I don't think I've ever had one that just uh, as a saison.
11: I feel like a farmhouse ale just kind of just tastes dirty to me. It
10: I don't is, think it has a lot of flavor. Like I always yeah. feel like every time you drink it, like it, it just it almost seems like the batch that didn't taste. Perfect that they then market as a farmhouse. Like I don't know. Yeah.
11: No, that, that's kind of what right. I mean. Instead of like it being like a clean beer, like not like overly flavorful, it's just a dirty taste to it. That's always how I've felt like farmhouse, but this was and good. I
7: definitely, we just said a bunch of really bad things about farmhouse. <laughs> and while I want to say that I got a little bit of what I remember as the farmhouse taste, it was that was way more palatable. Every other farmhouse I've had. Like I said, I've never had one that was labeled as a Saison. Yeah.
11: Go as ale. This one was also dry hops, too, which helped put more of the hot flavor. More hot forward. flavor
9: in there, for sure. hop forward. But still, like, a lot of flavor. Like I said, more tropical again. So what um, makes it a
10: Saison for so people that don't know? Saison's like
9: basically the same thing as a farmhouse ale. Mm-hmm. Um, these were orig- originally made, I think it was in Belgium, for the farmers. They would just make something crushable in the summertime after the fields. They um, do it
10: right in Belgium. They just kill it. I lived I there for two agree. summers. I yeah.
7: Agree. See, I love... I <laughs> like Belgium, but they definitely, they're able to
9: make really strong beers, really light and pretty. Right. They're not dark stouts and stuff. Belgium makes them really pretty and really whoop your ass. Yeah, they but do whoop your ass. Like the quads or, or the triples. Or <laughs> the like, hey, that seems like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, too. Oh. Like Belgians yeah. is what I got started on. Like I started with the wheats, then the Belgians. I really got I, into.
11: I, I started with the browns and the darks. Okay. Like I went with well, like brown ales and stuff. You're gonna like this
9: one, this next one. Right, well, so uncommonly tweaked. This is um, one of our amber ales and actually brewed with Peruvian coffee from a local roaster in talk That's Mal. Um, oh. and I'm not a coffee drinker at all. This but this like beer,
11: what I want to wake see, up. Yeah, we, we're
9: we're coffee drinkers and we've been on this coffee beer
10: kick because people are just murdering with it and this was as soon as you pour it and you smell it it just smells all coffee you can smell and then you yeah, drink it, it and it's be, it yeah is. and you get the amber kick and you get the beer and that smell though yeah it's unique that, that so that like most, smell
11: is totally like what i wake up to every yes, morning right. it's like oh i can open my <laughs> eyes
10: now i can function another beer you can drink in the morning yeah. fuck yeah oh, i can. Yeah. i need more i don't know
11: if
9: you have i like this one so most coffee beers i feel like they're porters or stouts they're bigger Absolutely. This being an amber a little bit lighter, way more drinkable, like oh, like man. I said, you it can have just lets the coffee come through. Yes. Oh, no, it's clean.
11: it, it is smells a clean. and it tastes like the memory of those like old little coffee houses where you walk in <laughs> and you can immediately smell like the fresh roasted ground beans and everything yep. and that getting that fresh ground coffee straight straight yeah. from the shop. Yeah, you guys just, murdered
10: this one. This for what it is, it's <sighs> awesome. I've never been a big
9: That's why I fucking liked it. Right. And this, <laughs> being an amber with coffee. I'm like, sometimes you
7: gotta, maybe amber's not very good. Maybe you gotta add a little extra. Yeah.
11: Like, I mean, I, I liked Amber's to begin with because they're de- more of a smooth, just easy, super easy, gear, nice and, and malty. Really heavy. Right. On its uh, ABVs, so you could just sit there and just crush them down. Exactly. You feel like you're just owning I've never, the like night.
7: I've
9: <laughs> yeah so this is five and a half percent as well wow. um so it's yeah it's Cause of the oh. of the it's a yeah the coffee comes it's out pretty nice yeah. but yeah this but this, this is could be a morning beer you know if there's some morning beers out there we've got a couple of those i feel like yeah. this could be uh, Throw some caffeine in here. I, so I, fe- a I feel like I feel now. like, <laughs> right? I- if you Did like I coffee at all, at this is going to be your new morning drink. Right. If you don't like coffee,
11: this might be your new morning drink.
9: And I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah.
11: Yep. This is-
7: now we're on the blueberry maple stout. Um, full disclosure,
9: I think we've all had this one. Oh, for sure. Um, but I don't think we've been Many been times. Episode, so
11: oh, no, is, we haven't. Okay. We're we, we, we've been <laughs> secretly drinking it in our beer corner here else.
10: yeah i have you guys won I've any awards for this one cuz this nothing, one's awesome nothing yeah,
9: recently so i know we've put them in quite a few um i'm sure we're going to hit eventually because how can you not with this beer right, category, right exactly win, which is ridiculous there should be a morning beer category i feel like and we would probably gold medal <laughs> there's no shame in it there's <laughs> no, just there's i
10: don't get it like I'm there, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the higher percentile on
11: American. They drink before noon, they drink before ten. Drink so of part of the job.
10: It's part of the job. Yeah.
11: What was it called again? The strangely tweaked? Uncommonly
9: tweaked. Uncommonly so Uncommon tweaked. Grounds is a local roaster that we get the coffee from and so oh, Uncommonly so Tweaked. Un- nice. Yep. But I, yeah, th- I could
11: drink that one in the shower, actually.
9: Right? I could make that the a coffee beer. one. <laughs> I could just yeah. drink that all day. Yes. Shower beer. <laughs> shower beer. <laughs> So if yeah, you wake up. Yeah, beer. you
10: wake up. You get the uncommonly. You get that coffee going. Then you got to go for the meal, for break, and you got to get the, the blueberry. Yeah, yeah, you have
11: your uncommonly <laughs> tweaked like a, beer like in the shower. And the yeah, yeah that's really how you does. start a Saturday. <laughs> if your Saturday starts like that, good. We got to get you. on that. <laughs> All right. That's that a good now. Sunday starter too. Yeah, field day
10: next year. That's we're just gonna lay out the whole liquid breakfast in order. Oh,
11: liquid breakfast. That sounds.
7: Make
10: dangerous <laughs> <laughs> cooler cooler opens <laughs> need the
9: right you the there we go it's where's yeah. my dessert well, <laughs> well it's, it's actually awesome. next it's that is next so nice. blueberry maple style is what the we're sipping on now yeah okay, this, is this literally tastes like blueberry pancakes like the label like screams it it's a little lumberjack guy on there yeah. eating oh, blueberry pancakes beer. drinking a beer you even and get
11: your maple syrup in there, too, with the blueberry You do get pancakes. the maple in there. Just like blueberry, get the blueberry pancakes
9: with some syrup on Yep. It. But milk stout, so not overly heavy, very drinkable. Um, I'm a huge milk stout guy. So oh. when we came out, when I heard we were going to do this, I'm like, what? And I want it right now. Like, bring it on. Um, we actually made this originally for Canada only. Because, wow. I mean, come on, maple syrup, Canada, they're, Oops. like, all about it. But yeah, my boss is like that. Can't go to Canada only. Like we're, this is going everywhere. <laughs> mm, <laughs> so yeah, just, this
11: is. I just tasted some out of my mustache, and was the most delicious mustache I've had. So how far do you guys
9: distribute? So right now we're in 13 different states. Um, we just launched Vegas in March, so that was our newest state, Nevada. Um, we do go all the way down to Florida. We're out in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and then mainly Midwest after that. Um, Nebraska was last year, but yeah, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, Illinois, Indiana. So we're yeah, things are things are going well. We've got some great beers that pretty much can go anywhere. Like this beer right here, distributors are like looking for these beers. Like we, like what you have a blueberry yeah. pancake beer, and you have if for
7: sure. <laughs> about every single one of the Saga Talk beers is that none of them are plain. Like, every single one has this shtick. What's this? Right. It's an amber, but it's a coffee. Right. That's a stout, but it also tastes like a blueberry. <laughs> that is... That's a shandy, but, but it's,
9: like, it's like a blueberry lemonade. There's a shtick Exactly. For, every thing. for Which, sure.
10: We go to a lot of brews, and we always say it's always disappointing when you go into one, and it's like, this is, is our amber. This is if you know what a pale ale is, this is this a pale is right ale. Here. And it's like, right. like you know, when you go up to the board and it's just, you start reading them and you're like, I've never heard of that. That's going to be a part of my mouth. That's going to be a part of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's different. Right. It's nice to actually see a different selection instead of just kind of the core six or eight beers yeah. that everyone kind of kind of does. So we've Could been lately looking when we go to these breweries, like, give us some weird. Right. Give yeah. us some weird. <laughs> like, Speaking what do of, you do? Yeah. Be adventurous, man.
7: Try something. You try something, you go, well, That was cool. What if you did this instead? So we're going to do this instead. Speaking like, of next, what are your core beers?
9: Every single one is weird as fuck. Yeah, right. Because cool. you we like Coors Light. You're fuck out of luck. That's what they're all <laughs> like yeah. go buy a Coors it's Light. You beer. like Coors it's Light? I mean, sorry.
7: This is for experimenting. Yeah. yeah it's not, it's not a I'm looking for something
9: I can drink all night. Nick- an experience. Exactly. Like yep. Neapolitan yeah, you know, want a tasty little tasty. bit of this yeah yeah you something for one to stick on. You want to try exactly yeah Nick
10: Nick told me about the Neapolitan first before I ever tried it before we even had it, and it's just you know that's one thing that's fun for people that aren't huge beer drinkers or are just stuck into their Coors Light, mill light mode right when you start being like, so how do you feel about Neapolitan like who doesn't like a Neapolitan it's like we got that beer, yeah, that's a beer They're yeah, like, yeah like, I mean and-
9: it's the expression you'll
7: find the vanilla you'll find the strawberry you'll find the chocolate yep. you just gotta you just gotta get into it and it's fun you find fun doing whatever the fuck you're trying to do whatever you love doing you're gonna find a fun way
9: to do it absolutely and if you like if you like getting drunk if you like <laughs> drinking whatever the, whatever the hell you like I've, the I've, talk
7: is one of I've met that people you that, can, that you can have that experience where it's like man I'm about to drink a bunch of shit that I never
9: thought I'd drink <laughs> like, I like pancakes but I didn't know I like beer pancakes, right but it's like a candy sh- well, candy shop, man, it, for for adults. Yeah,
11: I love that. I love walking into a brewery and going I'm gonna drink it all. Like, wait I'm a minute. Drink it all. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm calling an Uber.
10: My day just changed. I was gonna <laughs> yeah. stop in here I have one or two, but I feel like I need to try about eight of those. <laughs> but
11: yeah, man, you're five hours from home. Still gonna take an Uber.
10: <laughs> <laughs>
9: I need Uber. it. I've got
10: the app. But no, that's I feel like one of the things too is with the customer is a lot of people that aren't familiar with craft they think everything's an IPA.
9: They think exactly. that everything's like oh it's gonna, gonna be, be bitter. It's gonna be a bitter, bitter bomb. Yes. Yep.
10: And so it's, it's, n- stout, it's
9: dark and awful. Yep. And it's, it's gonna, gonna be too I heavy. It's super and I don't like it. it's like you are it? You're missing you're out gonna, you're missing out on so much. <laughs> you have a million, you always find a new, That's beer's like. always a new beer. Absolutely. Right. What? Here, yep. It's
7: here and it's here in power. And guess what in 5 years? there's going to be something else. Absolutely. Something else for sure. And you're
9: going to have to deal with it. So That's the beauty of it. Are we on the final beer? Yep. We are. It's and this save dinner. the best for last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we've uh,
11: mentioned it yet, but this is the Neapolitan. Yeah, <laughs> have we talked about this one yet? <laughs> don't think I brought this up even not, not at all.
9: So yeah, this is the beer that's put us on the map. Um and the reaction of people for the first time like it's always awesome like whoa my god like i didn't Does think out really yeah like like, like literally it tastes I like, like, like it. neapolitan ice cream
11: but you can actually smell the flavor right in it. like that's if you, yep if you know what neapolitan is right away which is the chocolate strawberry and vanilla if
7: you get that perfect bite of all three
10: oh god
11: yeah, it smells like you just opened a fresh carton of
9: literally neapolitan ice cream
11: yep
10: yeah, that's the thing I've appreciated a lot more lately is the smell. Actually taking the right. time to smell it instead of just immediately just diving, I think I just diving right in. to
9: the
7: the <laughs> classes. Like they're like, grab your beer, lift it right up to your nose, <laughs> take one big sip. All right, now pull it away. Go back in, take two quick sips. All right, you got that. Now go in, take five really quick. All right, now that you've got that, going take it really quick. And people uh, take it so far right. beer. Right. You're you know? like, whoa, so whoa, whoa. You don't have to go that far. But just <laughs> taking that uh,
9: one moment, like when
7: you're, you can't do it when you've got a
9: bottle. Exactly. Glass, you want to yep.
7: sniff it and then try to drink it instead of at the same time. It adds a whole different level it to does. it. It does. And every single one of these beers. The
10: uncommon, you know, like the coffee. Yep.
7: Cores, and you might not Yep. No. Very, or, you
10: know,
11: it's not the same. It's like, but, it's like. <laughs> Pouring a glass of tap water and drinking? saying Very it's got true. a great flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much
7: rather sniff I'd rather drink it first. Yeah.
9: The dessert. This is dessert. So this is fitting last beer here. Um, but yeah, all natural strawberry, vanilla bean and chocolate malt. So that's how we get all three flavors chocolate And it. Malt. Yep. It's not even actual chocolate. It's just chocolate malt. malt. So it comes in layers and like right. literally you can taste it in layers.